What's up, everybody? We are coming at you with episode seven. I forgot. Is it yeah. six? Is it really seven? I think it's seven. I so, mean, this is. A, it, I would love it if we accidentally skipped one anyway. I, I always like. <laughs> I'm a, I always tell myself I'm going to check and see what episode number it is before, and then I never do. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> I can't remember. I don't know if this is going to be right or not. No pressure. It's okay. It's all right. If I mess up, it's okay. What's up, Kristen? Hey. How uh, are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, yesterday, this doesn't have to do with the topic that we're getting into, but yesterday was the most chaotic, mentally draining, difficult coaching afternoon of my life. I know. After you explained it a little bit, I visually, like, or mentally, like, wanted to have a margarita for Ooh, you. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a mental margarita. I just didn't have the energy to do it last night. It was, like, three back-to-back full classes. Now, mind you, this was after having my 12 to 14 year olds oh boy yeah so oh and on a tuesday oh yeah yeah yep. they were fired up and then it went right into three back to back to back full classes of jackie which was running two heats so that we could do it the proper way for the mm-hmm. benchmark plus i think we had four new members in the classes and it was just like all over the place trying to get stuff done and by oh. the end of it i just i was staring at a wall yeah completely staring it's like at like when you get in the car and you end up at home and you don't know how you got there and you're just yep. and you're like oh, 100% okay. <laughs> and it was to the point I was given the whiteboard brief at the last class at 6:30 and my voice was just going like it, there was nothing coming out as I was talking I was like come on hang on <laughs> hang on baby one more we got this Woo! I was screwing up the warm up, and I don't have an excuse because like I have a break in between. But the 9:30 warm up, I was yelling out the wrong movements, and everyone else was yelling back. Yeah. Like I don't know where I was, but I, I don't know why that happened. Like my brain says one thing, and then my mouth will always say something different, and I'm like, how did that happen? I love when that happens. When, <laughs> when I shout out the wrong movement for the warm up, and then I look around, and everybody's just kind of like awkwardly <laughs> moving their body. I'm like, oh yeah, I messed that one up. Sorry guys, we're actually on leg swings, not muscle snatches. <laughs> Or I'll cheer someone on and I'm like, come on, you have it. And like, I'll think two different words and then I'll come on like, come on, you little, and it literally will come out like some just noise. Oh my God. I thought I was the only one that that did that. That happens to you too. Yeah. I, all the time I try and use, like think something to say out loud. And then I'm like, I hope they didn't hear me. I really hope the music is too loud for me right now because it's so bad. It just doesn't make any sense. I'll I'll literally say a sentence that like you wouldn't even see in Dr. Seuss (laughs) and I'll think about it after. I'm like, I wonder if they heard that and they understand that I just spoke absolutely no English. Like what <laughs> the combination of words that I just said, like the sentence was there. It was just scrambled. They were just not in the right order. Yep. And oh, my God. I thought that was just me. No, all the time. And I'll as I'm saying it, I'll have to quiet my sentence down like as I go, because I know it's not making sense. Like I'll, <laughs> it's so bad. OK, I'm, I feel a lot better. Yeah. So everybody out there. If you don't fully understand how brain fried you get coaching some classes, trust me, your brain just starts to not work anymore. That's the way the the coaching cues need to become second nature (laughs) because thinking is not a part of it. (laughs) All right. So getting into the topic today, we decided to go with busy is a choice. This is a very good topic, and I love talking about this one because I experienced it. You experienced it. Oh, yeah. Um. It's just been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. And it's just been a constant adjustment to kind of, 
I wouldn't even say adjustment. I would say it's been a development as I learned how to take control of this topic in my own life. Mm -hmm. Because I was very bad at it in the beginning. I would still do it, but I was very bad at it. And then over time, as I started to get older, I started to see the thousand foot view and understand, you know, what made more sense rather than just trying to jam, you know, as they say, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag, mm. which a lot of people get into um, the situation of. So uh, way we're going to start with this is um, I guess we're going to talk about priorities first. And then I think it'd be good if we kind of go back and forth just to kind of say our situations as they developed. Yeah. Um, because I know you were telling me earlier that, you know, you would go to the gym twice a day mm -hmm. when you first started and how you fit that in because you were working a nine to five at that point too, yeah, right? I was. And then um, myself, you know, I don't think I've missed more than a week of working out in as long as I can remember. And my career before this was construction, which was quote unquote nine to five, realistically 6 a.m. to 530 yeah. sometimes. Um, so it was always different, but I would always find time to get to the gym, whether it was efficient or not. I don't know whether I put myself first or not. I don't know, but it did lead to burnout. And now looking back on it, I can see where I could have made those tweaks mm -hmm. at the thousand foot view. Um, so first thing, busy is a choice. Um, you know, we're in a world today where it's go, go, go. People kind of live through their jobs, uh, you know, everybody starts to put everybody else first, you know, you always feel like you can say yes, 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 and take on all this load. And then you look back on it, and you don't have any time in the day for yourself. Um, so it's getting your priorities straight first. And, you know, if you say that you're too busy to do something, um, I can't go to the gym today, I'm just too busy, or, you know, I can't do that thing that I've wanted to do, or try that new hobby, whatever it is, I'm just too busy, I don't have the time. It's not that you don't have the time, it's that you don't take the time to readjust your time. Right. Um, and, you know, we always have to think, we are the most important thing in our lives. And it's like, if literally tomorrow, we got an announcement that the world was going to implode, mm -hmm. which I thought we had that announcement at some point this past year, but... <laughs> Not, not yet. I was like, did I miss something on the news? I was like, it was, it was, just got it, it was close. It was close. Uh, but if we got a message that just said the world was going to implode, not even tomorrow, let's say the world was going to implode in the next month. All right. So we had one month to live. My anxiety just rose. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know this is fictional. Tone it down. Just kidding. Um, so if we had one month to live, what, what would you do? What would your priorities look like? Like, and I'm talking about take your life right now what your schedule is right now and look at it and would you be able to continue that schedule for one month and be satisfied with that last month on earth and my guess is the vast majority are going to say absolutely not yeah because we put everybody else first and we never think about ourselves which is the most important um, and that's where it gets into priorities it's you know listing out and writing everything down what is your priorities rank them one to five and i want them in the highest priority order at the top and then basing your decisions off that makes it a heck of a lot easier yeah. once you get that stuff straight um but we'll get more into that so let's start with what was your backstory back at the old nine to five days mm. working in the labs and like old chemistry days yeah okay. uh so for a few years i 
and I do, this is, I was lucky enough to have, to have a key to where I was working. And, um, so I was able to get in there before hours, but I would get there at four in the morning. And this is like, I had goals that, I mean, not that they've changed, but I like, I really enjoyed what I was doing and, um, I was given specific programming, so I wasn't just running like a muck, um, and just working out. But, um, so I would wake up like three fifteen, three thirty in the morning. This was like, I'd say towards the beginning of me, me and Jimmy. So like my husband, um, when we met and yeah, I would get to the gym at four in the morning. I think I started work at like six thirty. Or I would try and get there by 6, 6.30. So I would go to the gym for like an hour and I would shower there. Or sometimes if I had the time, I would run back home. I only lived three miles away. Um, and then I would work. Was there for eight or nine hours. And then I would... I mean, I honestly, like, I put my hours in. I did my work. I tried to leave earlier. Some people didn't like that. Um, but, <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, I put my, my work is done. Leave me be. Um, and then I would head back to the gym. Just because that's what I really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, I would three or four times a week, maybe even, I don't think it was five days a week. I would wake up very early in the morning and I was still going to bed. I would say like nine, nine thirty. Um, but I did that for years and it was just, I wanted to do it. So I made it happen. Um, oh, you know what it was? I, when I had first started CrossFit, I got laid off a couple months later and so I didn't have a job. So I started doing two days and I was like, that leads to some good CrossFit. What? Have no job? Not having anything else to do yeah. but CrossFit. People asked me if I slept at the gym because <laughs> I was there so much. But so when I had gotten, when I had first got a job after being laid off, um, I think it was about eight months later, I was like, well, I want to keep this schedule up. So I had to make the choice. Like I can go back to just not doing the mornings and going and sleeping in, in a little bit more. But I was like, no, I want to keep this up. I'm really enjoying it. So I made a point. I was waking up an hour, an hour and a half earlier than what I needed to. Not fun, but I made the choice because that's what I really wanted. And I kept that up for quite some time. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's tough sometimes and you just got to make that choice for what you want to do. And at the time, you know, that's what you wanted. So that's what you were motivated to do. Now, would you say, like, how long did you do that for? Two or three years, I think. Yeah. It, honestly, like, <laughs> I can't believe I've been in CrossFit eight, for eight years. <laughs> it's yeah. all a blur. But yeah, I would think it was two or three years. Yeah. And it was, you had a goal. You wanted to make sure that you got this in because this made you feel good. Mm -hmm. And you got it done. It was your choice to get that done. Um, kind of similar situation. I, I've gone through a couple different iterations of this as I was going through my career. Obviously, my previous career was uh, construction management. So hours, very demanding, um, kind of unpredictable. It's not your typical nine to five. It's, you know, whenever you need to get something to the site, I needed to be there to open it. And whenever a guy's finished at the end of the day, and you know, if you were behind schedule, sometimes it was later, um, that's when I was there till. And fitting in the gym, which was a huge part of my life, was never super easy all the time because yeah. it was always a moving target. Um, so there were times where, you know, I would go to a gym that was close to the job site and I'd go before work. Um, a lot of the times that didn't end up working out sustainably over time just because I would have to get there earlier and earlier and earlier. Yeah. And I was still commuting into Boston, which was a crazy commute that oh, I had yeah. to factor in. Um, and then it got to the point where 
you know, I was coming to CrossFit after work and I would leave to go make a class. And this is the number one thing that really just frustrates me in the corporate world. Mm. It's when you get your work done and you get up to leave for the day, you get that look of why are you leaving right now? Yeah, we're still here. Yeah. Yeah, I've experienced the same thing. Oh, it's the worst thing in the world. And it was like there was literally no reason to still be there. All of the work was done. Everything that we needed to get done was done. It was just the fact that there's a message that – you were supposed to be here until a certain time. And if you say that to yourself out loud, it's kind of a messed up idea. It's like you have to be here until a certain time regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Like, I got my stuff done. Um, People that are miserable just want everyone else to be miserable around them. For and sure. That's why one reason why I left for my experience of the for sure. corporate world. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, there was a time in my life where I was, which when me and Courtney first started dating. So... I was spending half my time up in Pelham, New Hampshire mm-hmm. with her. I was flipping a condo outside of work in Danvers, Massachusetts. Oh, I was working full time yeah. and I was still getting to the gym every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's what I needed to do at the time. Could I have put some other stuff off? Could I have not paid attention to my fitness? For sure. Yeah. But I needed that. I've always needed it in my life. So I made the time for it. Um, but looking back on it i was not the most efficient about using my time wisely so yes busy was a choice like i made the choice to go to the gym i made the choice to fit it in but i think that if you look at the bigger picture from the thousand foot view it's not adding things to your schedule to make it work it's adjusting your schedule to make it work yeah and that is what makes it sustainable um so for example If you need to start working out in the morning because that's your time to go before work, Mm -hmm. then what are you doing in the rest of your day to make that easier? Is it going to the supermarket on Sunday and making sure you have all your food? Is it meal prepping on Sunday? Is it, you know, it could be a number of different things that are just... It's eating, it's little as like knowing what you're eating before you go to bed so you can have a good night's sleep. Like not Yeah, for sure. If you eat ice cream every night... But you go to bed at 1130. Right. Maybe we cut the ice cream out because that might keep you up a little bit later. Like carbs. Yeah. Energize you. So like. Exactly. Turn that into a protein shake or something like little things like that matter too. For sure. And it's like it, it's not only that. It's if you're going to make the decision to start going to the gym in the morning, then if your bedtime was always 1130. Sorry to say, but you're going to have to start going to bed earlier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people might listen to this and be like, oh, no, I can't do that. This is <laughs> get ready. <laughs> so every time I hear somebody say I can't do something, I politely ask them to replace I can't with I won't and say the same exact sentence that they just said. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time plus five percent. So over 100 percent of the time, mm-hmm. it leaves a sour freaking taste in your mouth. Yep. I can't go to the gym in the, in the morning. I just I, I, I'm too tired. Well, replace that with, I won't go to the gym in the morning because I'm too tired. Ooh, that sounds nasty. Now it's like, okay, now that I'm saying I won't do it because I'm too tired, why am I too tired? Okay, I'm too tired because I go to bed at midnight every single night. Well, why are you going to bed at midnight every single night? Go to bed at 8. Well, I have to come home and cook dinner. Well, 
have the meal already cooked on Sunday or have the food in your house so it's a lot simpler. Yeah. That way you get home from work, your food is cooked, you wind down, you go to bed early, and you get to the gym in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's taking control of your life. That is the number one thing. When I started um, n- the nutrition journey that I've been on for like the past eight months, I told Jimmy, like, I'm not going to be cooking in- at night. Like, I was cooking all the time, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be cooking maybe once a week mm-hmm. and I was like just a heads up because I was like I have to prep everything so that was an adjustment that like I prepared him for but it was kind of like I could have put myself first because I'm not feeling great and that was the best thing because now we're in a great routine that works for both of us yeah but it was it sucked at the time because I felt like I was neglecting somebody that I love but I was like I I matter the most right now and yeah. so it was just you know it's it's hard in the beginning but it's worth it that that's a very good point and that gets into the topic of you know naturally as humans we always want to please other people for the most part most people do like you just have this inner feeling of you want to make other people happy which i don't know maybe we don't in the world today because i'm not seeing a lot of it but i think deep down in humans it's there because everybody has that genuine feeling of making somebody else happy but we get caught up in this idea of doing it too much to the point where we forget about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, we end up running ourselves down trying to make everything else work for other people, whether it's your boss at your job. Like, if you think about it, you're running yourself ragged to make sure that person, like, whatever they need to get done. Yeah. Rather than making it work. Like, you can still get what you need to get done efficiently and you can think about yourself first. And that goes even as far as relationships, like you just said. It's like, okay, what do I need to do for myself to make sure, you know, this is good for the both of us? And then you adjust. And it's not just, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. No, it's what works for both of you. Because if you're both happy, then it makes everything a heck of a lot easier. And even when, I think I mentioned this earlier, when I first started dating Jimmy, I um, was like, yeah, I'm, I'll hang out with you after the gym. So I told him, like, Jim's coming first. I'm in a routine already. I've been doing this for, I think I met, I was doing it six, seven, like nine months um, into CrossFit when we met. And I was like, yep, I'm not changing that. When I'm done with the gym, then I'll come see you and we can hang out. And I did that because I was in relationships in the past where I would put the other person first. And then it would ruin me. Like, I would end up, and this happened multiple times. Like, I would stop working out. I gained weight, all of these things just spiraled and I was just young and immature at the time and I didn't realize what I was doing, but I'm so glad that I, you know, finally was able to take that step to putting myself forward because it's, it's hard to do. Um, but, and sometimes there's easier parts of your life to that, like, you know, sometimes the gym putting yourself first for that's easy, but then there's other scenarios in your life that it's hard to put yourself first. Um, especially when it involves like family and stuff, but, um, yeah, it was, it's definitely a journey, but you want to be able to do something and create the routine and a habit. I don't know if it's 22 times in a row or something like that, that you create the habit. So it takes a while. I heard it was 10,000. <laughs> oh, well, if you, oh, I heard it was like, I don't, this was like an Oprah episode when I was like 15. Oh, you know what? It's. You have to do something 10,000 times to become a professional at it. Yeah, three. In, so in CrossFit, it takes three to 5,000 reps 
just to be good at something and you have to double that to like get better out or there was oh i'm gonna i'm butchering it for sure so that's different than habit everybody i yeah. <laughs> understand what Kristen was saying 22 times to get into a habit of doing something consistently whereas if you want to master the snatch or a double under you need to do thousands thousands thousands, thousands of stuff of to become very very sufficient at it um i i like what you said there and it it always for some reason brings me back to something that ben bergeron said i i think you nailed it earlier <laughs> yeah. when we were talking when we were talking about it you were like he just sounds like a constant ted talk and i think that's what annoys me sometimes because he just speaks in like inspiration yeah. and i'm like oh my god all right i get it constant haiku yeah but like <laughs> i always find myself repeating things that he says because it makes a ton of sense yeah so i was listening to his podcast yesterday and um he was talking to, I believe it was the podcast with uh, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant's personal coach, not their basketball coach, their personal coach, like life coach. Um, and what he said was they got into some topic of basically relationships and putting yourself first. And he was like, if you want your kid's life to be happy, then you need to make sure that your relationship is happy and you need to make sure you need to look at the relationship mm -hmm. and make sure that's working. And that's going to make your kid's life happy. Now, if you want your relationship to be happy, you need to take it a step further and you need to take a look into your own life and make sure that you're happy. And that's how you make your relationship happy. Mm -hmm. So it all cycles back to you. And it's not constantly doing stuff for the other person, thinking that, you know, this is going to be the ticket to make them happy and constantly pleasing them. It's, you know, a little bit of give and take yeah but it all comes down to making sure that you're happy because if you're not happy then the other person is not going to be happy and i i had this firsthand when me and courtney first started dating and i was in my old job i was not a happy person because i was frustrated and i hated what i was doing and it made our relationship harder because i would get home and i would be frustrated with something that happened that day or the fact that i wasn't happy and you know it, it was no fault of anybody's Something would just irritate me and we would just bicker back and forth for no reason. Yeah. Just because I wasn't taking care of myself first. And, you know, I was getting everything done, but I wasn't doing it efficiently and I wasn't happy doing it. Um, so that's what it all comes back down to. It's making sure that you put yourself first and then everything else in life will kind of follow suit. Mm -hmm. um, one more thing before we close out this topic. I think we, we hit it pretty good um, is I just want to reinforce the changes that you need to put into your schedule and adjusting the right way. Because mm -hmm. um, we hit on a lot of topics of, you know, making sure that you get it in. Busy is a choice. You're, you're making that choice to yourself to say that you're too busy because there's always something that you can do. There's always something that you can adjust to, to give yourself the excuse or yeah. to not give yourself the excuse. But when you do this, it's not, I'm going to plug in three workouts a day into my normal schedule because mm -hmm. that, that's not going to work. No. You need to adjust and make sure that you're fixing the things that are inefficient in your life so that they're more in line with your goals for yourself. And doing it slowly because if you do it too fast, if you're changing 10 things all at the same time, that's essentially telling somebody that you can't have caffeine or sugar or anything processed just, just stop. Again just stop food. doing that. That that never <laughs> it's works. It's very hard. So you have to treat that. 
you have to be you have to think of this as a marathon it's not a sprint so you need to do it slowly for sure and um I think a lot of people might shake their head at this next one just because if you shake your head at it, then you haven't looked at it from the thousand foot view yet. And Mm -hmm. if your job is an excuse as to why you can't do things in your life that make you happy, you need to take a look at that job because not all jobs have their mindset of work, 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 and not give my employees any time or any life. And I was listening to a podcast. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy, but he just wrote a book um, on this very topic. And they did an experiment at, you know, a big corporate company where during the pandemic, where everybody was working at home, they cut everybody's hours back to 30 hours a week. And they did an experiment. They saw what the productivity was over the course of a month. I guess it increased. It it stayed the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still just as good. So then... (laughs) They started to implement a couple more factors and then they extended it because nothing dropped off. They were still being just as productive. And then over the trend of the year, as they kept it going, kept it going, they reviewed it at their annual internal meeting and productivity had eventually increased. You know, people were getting more time to live their lives and get the stuff done that they wanted to with the idea of, okay, just get your stuff done, right? You're responsible for a job. That's why you get paid get your stuff done when it's done then you are not a slave to that like you can go and do whatever you need to and it's unfortunate that a lot of companies today don't adopt that principle it's like a weird and i can get into a giant list of stupid social you know ideas that society puts on everything that you know you just have to take as rule when it's not it's bs it's you know you're not a slave to your job if it's the right job if it's the right job and somebody actually cares about you as an employee, mm-hmm. they're going to care about you getting your job done, getting the work done efficiently, and making sure that you're happy and you have the time to do what you need to do outside. Oh, yeah. Right? And, you know, a, a lot of people get into that trap and they just like, oh, I can't, I'm working too much, yada, yada, yada. You know, yeah, there is a time for work. Sometimes it just happens. But the overarching theme over your job should not be getting in the way of putting yourself first. It should. 100%, yeah. And it's as simple as look for another job. Yeah. There's so many out there right now. Or even ask, like, can I change my hours? Like, what is the possibility of me leaving a little bit early on this day? Or maybe if I come in a little early, two days or three days a week, can I leave at this time? Like, do I have to take a lunch? Like, all of these things that, yeah. like, have you ever thought about asking your boss that? Because have that conversation. Be, it might be a possibility. Cause I don't know about you, but like when I had a desk job, I could get my work done. This, well, when I say desk job, like I'm in the lab too. I could get my job done in like four hours. The other time is just me chatting with everybody that I worked with or like I'm on the computer looking at kittens on YouTube, which was, that's a true story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I'm like, I'll, I'll take the money, but like, you know, yeah, you're I, definitely more productive. I challenge everybody with what you just said, write down Everything that you do on a piece of paper throughout the course of a day, like to the half hour, like, what did you do at work all day? What did you do after work? What did you do before work? I want you to write down literally your schedule step by step for a whole day. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, look at it and be like, where was I just wasting time? How long were you in the bathroom? Were you really in there for 
15 minutes. Right. Like. <laughs> How long did you look at kitten videos on YouTube? Oh, my God. So many hours. Right? Yeah. And it's just like if you get into the mindset of get what you need to get done and then move on, you're going to be so much happier. Busy. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. The choice is yours. All right. Question time? Sure. All right. I know we got some good ones from Albert. Shout out to Albert. What's up, Albert? Oh, whoops. Dun, dun. How did you two find CrossFit? Ooh, good one. Um, I think we covered this in the first episode, but we'll, we'll get back into it again. I think I skipped over like a wall. A big, I don't think I talked about how I found it. Yeah. But I talked, I definitely talked about like starting it. How I found it was Courtney. Um, she kind of, I knew what it was, but she kind of introduced me to it. How I started it was when I was working in Washington, D.C. by myself, living by myself out of a hotel and super low place in my life, super depressed. Um, I would go on various gyms' websites, look at their workout of the day, and then just start doing it by myself in the gym. And it, it got me excited for that point in my day because it, it got me a push that I wasn't used to having before. Yeah. And it was just like, what is it today? Am I going to be able to do it good? Oh, I don't know. How fast can I get this done? And it was just, it was super cool because it brought in so many different elements of working out that I've never tied together before. And it, it really helped me through that time in my life. And I said this before, but I'll never repay CrossFit enough for pulling me out of that dark place. So I found it from Courtney and then I started doing it um, to help myself. And it was the best thing that I ever did. Yeah, I think I say it. I used to say this a lot, but like CrossFit gave me a purpose, mm -hmm. mainly with coaching. Um, but so, I mean, yeah, I still believe that. Um, so I learned about CrossFit. I had two friends years ago that had both started it around the same time. And so I would hear about it from them. Um, but not like I really didn't understand it. I don't even think I had looked it up on the Internet. I didn't even know anything of about that and this was probably like a year a little bit or a year and a half before I joined and I wrote this in a testimonial once that one of my friends was like yeah you're not ready for it and I took that like okay because I didn't know anything about you know I didn't know what was going on um <laughs> if there was a camera on John his face was like excuse you so <laughs> Facts. um and I was, I weighed well over 200 pounds at the time. So I don't know if that, I don't know what her reasoning was. She gave me nothing. And, um, I held nothing against her for saying that, but again, she was new in it. So I don't think she understood. Um, but so I took that and I was like, CrossFit's stupid. I went a whole year thinking it was ridiculous. Cause granted me still not looking it up and understanding what it was. I was like, you write your score on a whiteboard. Like, why does everybody need to know your score? Like all of this stuff thought it was stupid. And then I went to a best fitness. So I was working out at this like high intensity gym in wool and they didn't have a treadmill. So, you know, the runner that I am asked them, I joined a best fitness for a treadmill. And I just laugh at that because it's like, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm still learning to run. Um, but I went in and that, you know, while they give you like that personal, like your free personal training to like sucker you in, I fell for that. And, and I'm I, sure they taught you so much. Technically, 
<laughs> well, so the trainer I got was a CrossFit level one. But when I was sitting oh, in the thing, right. I I go, so I had a, an ex that taught me. He was a speed skater. And he had taught me, like, what a snatch was. It was horrible. I didn't know anything. I just knew you had a wide grip. I did probably, like, ten the whole time. But he showed me what that was. He was a speed skater? Yeah. You don't see that all that often. Yeah, so yeah. He made like Olympic trials for something when he was younger. He was so I've been to competitions. Like I've driven down to Virginia to to That's watch them. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> it's scary. That's um, crazy. So he taught me. So when I went to this one on like this personal training session, I just randomly go, "Do you know anybody that knows Olympic lifting?" I don't know why I asked it at, but like I just was intrigued from learning like the snatch um, from the X. He goes actually we have someone and he brought up the word crossfit and i was like technically they're not allowed to say that um like they don't teach it or anything so he i ended up signing up to work with the trainer two or three times a week and then so i learned what it was through him and you know not doing crossfit because we're not allowed to use that word um unless you're in an actual crossfit gym but um and then he started doing like group classes so i did one-on-one and then group classes with him so i that's like essentially what and then i went behind his back and joined a crossfit gym nice (laughs) (laughs) and then i was like i still have sessions so i would do five days a week at the crossfit gym and then saturday i would see him at like seven in the morning and then i would go to class after don't do that that's too much and there was one day where i showed up and i was just exhausted like doing kettlebell swings and running he's like are you okay yeah and i was like well because I could only I had gone from like three days a week to one with him and he was like what's going on I was like well I joined a CrossFit gym and he was like oh because I was just oh. exhausted um and so yeah that's like the precursor to all the other stuff that I had mentioned in like the first episode but um yeah. it was some friends that had randomly mentioned it and then I did some googling for sure well you know actually the job where I looked at kittens on the internet that's where I did the Googling for nice. <laughs> the CrossFit gym. Ran but. out of kitten videos, found <laughs> CrossFit. <laughs> no such thing. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Um, and it, the part where they said that you weren't ready for it, that's that's a big one that we always get in that's here. That's a load of crap. It is a load of crap. And I want you to think about it this way. If you join a Planet Fitness or a Best Fitness, you're paying a little bit amount of money to go into a place with a bunch of equipment mm-hmm. with no direction and you have no idea what to do right yeah if you decide not to join a gym and just go out running every single day or try to take control of your own fitness then you're not paying anything you have no idea what to do and you have nothing to use mm-hmm. right if you go a little bit higher on the scale and join like an orange theory or a group class of some sort you're paying a little bit more money you're getting some high intensity of something mm-hmm. and you're getting told what to do if you join crossfit where we literally dedicate our lives to properly teaching people how to move the right way. Mm-hmm. Now you are getting told what to do. Not only are you getting told, but you're getting taught what to do the right way. Yeah. So that whole idea of I'm going to get hurt if I join CrossFit is just the complete opposite. And it's you're less likely to get hurt when you join CrossFit because you have somebody looking out for you every time you step foot in this gym. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what it comes down to. I remember, so when I, like a year, I think a year into actually doing CrossFit and I was asked to write a testimonial and I, I brought that up on, on the, on my write up and I, I was like that being told that I was like, I wish that I spent a whole year hating the sport or hating 
the functional fitness of CrossFit when I could have come in here and just done it. Like that makes, if you're, if someone's always second guessing that and being nervous, like that means that you should come in and just do it. The hardest part is walking in the door the first time. Yeah. And to think that anyone's not ready is ridiculous. Having been told that, like, it may, you know, I spent a whole year, like, just crapping on it, thinking it was stupid when I could have come in and, right. and learned so much more. Um, so, you know, it's thankfully I've never heard anybody else, any other coaches ever say that to someone. I certainly will never say that. No. Um, but, yeah, that it stuck with me. We get excited when somebody comes in to learn. Oh, yeah. And it's like we, we just we cherish that moment because they made the right choice mm-hmm. to come in and, and make that change. Um, all right. Rapid fire. What else did Albert have? Because I know you had a couple questions. We got to wrap this up. How are the wads selected? How are the wads selected? Constantly varied functional movements done at high intensity. Um, so we obviously outsource our programming to um, very, very, very experienced CrossFitters mm-hmm. that taught both myself and Kristen yep. our level one Um and level two in some cases. Um, So they do our programming for us uh, and we get that sent out and the scientific formula that goes into deciding how we vary our workouts is very, very, very complicated. Um, You're constantly varying not only your reps, but the time domain, the movement, variations of the movement. And if you've ever done that, you know, exercise where you have, you know, three blocks in this color and three blocks in this color, how many different combinations can you make? Mm -hmm. Well, imagine that with, thousands and thousands and thousands of movements and combinations yep. and that's how we get um, what we do and then we have our benchmarks that kind of allow us to gauge where the community is at as a whole and figure out where we need to focus on and it that relates back to the mm-hmm. 10 domains of fitness it mm-hmm. fitness is not just cardio it's not just right. having a good cardiovascular system it's strength it's balance it's coordination it's agility it's cardio it's it's the whole nine yards and your fitness is a combination of all of those. It's not just being able to run a mile. Um, so I think that's that's how those get selected. Yeah, and it's probably some of it's it's the best programming I've ever seen in the years that I've been doing CrossFit. And it's yeah, yeah. You guys are very lucky to have such great, and it's fun. It's just for sure really great, and I love seeing the progression that all of the members have been making on it. It's been yeah. great. Next one. Is there an expectation of a fitness level or a fitness progression after a certain number of wads? No. No. Right? No. Nope. I mean, the benchmarks are great. Like, the point of CrossFit, not the point, but, like, what's good about CrossFit is that it's repeatable. Yep. Um, and you can cha- you can see, like, you know, how well you've changed or how stronger you've become or how more fit. But also, you don't – that might not happen. It, again, it comes back to goals that yeah. you have – if it's just a mental stressor, then, you know, maybe you don't have the goals to get to 200 pound, pound back squat or a pull up and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. We, we never expect anything over a certain period of time. Cause like we always say, this is, this is a long journey. So we never have expectations at a certain point. You should be here. Um, but we will guide you on that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have an expectation, it's not an expectation. It's, we know that you can push yourself a little bit Yeah, and that's what gets you to the next level. Um, so no expectation, but guiding is kind of what we follow like a soft nudge soft nudge (laughs) only because we believe in you like we're (laughs) the first ones that know you guys are capable of stuff and you know our goal is to try and get you guys to realize that too for for sure next that's it next oh well i mean we can answer alex's question i got one from erica too we can hit both of them 
All right, let's go Erica's first because I know what Alex's is. <laughs> All right, uh, Erica asks, how do you make it work with the nine to five? Um, and I think that we kind of covered that in the podcast, the, the meat Ooh. of the podcast itself. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> there goes that those words. The my words, brain, yeah, I my totally brain is it. moving way faster than my mouth. Um, but it's adjusting your schedule. It's not fitting something in. It's just taking a look at your schedule, writing down what you do over the course of a day, and making sure that you simplify and make more efficient the parts that can and fit it into a point where it works. It's mm -hmm. not just saying go to the gym in the morning and wake up early and do everything else the same. It's okay. If I have to be in work at this time and I need to go to the gym at this time, I need to be in bed at this time and I need to have my food ready or whatever other responsibilities that you have, making sure that you automate and make those more efficient as best as you can. Um, and if you ever need help with that, we are more than happy to help because oh, yeah. it's a very simple exercise and it's very eye-opening. Um, all right, Alex's question to wrap this up. We got one minute. To okay. cover. Oh, I mean, we only need a minute to answer this question. Yeah, anyway. all we need is like maybe 30 seconds. All right. Uh, what's the meaning of life? I, I actually need 10 seconds. <laughs> Not even. Three seconds. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Easy. I like that. <laughs> it means no worries, people. All right. Um, that's all we got. We're going to wrap this one up here. Yeah, yeah. 9.30 is coming in, ready to get some fitness on. Um, if you have any questions on any of this stuff, Feel free to ask us, reach out to it. I know a lot of people struggle with it and it's tough to make those changes, but just let us help you. Like it takes somebody else looking at it from the thousand foot view to show you where it's going wrong. Cause often the times when you're in the trenches, it's, it's tough to see. Yeah. Um, so if you want to make your life a little bit simpler and you want to start putting yourself first and you need help doing it, ask us. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. That concludes episode seven. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week.